lane, 15, 10, touchdown, Chargers! What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a training camp edition of Chargers Weekly. Joint practices with the New Orleans Saints. Day one of the books, as always, joined by Matt Money Smith. Uh, interviews with Gerald Everett and Sebastian Joseph Day coming up. But, buddy, you and I decided to stay on uh, the offensive side of the field today. Uh, I thought the one-on-one period, Chargers receivers were catching everything. Uh, it, it's Again, it's hard to glean. And I, it, as somebody who's not a coach or a scout, you, you don't know exactly what they're trying right. to do. Um, but everybody said, good first day of work, especially on offense. Yeah, so typically we probably, had I thought about it, should have split it up so you could have watched the offense, I watched the defense, and we could kind of recap everything here. But, you know, that's normally what I'll do is I'll stay on one field the first day and go to the other field the next day. So tomorrow I'll end up watching uh, the defense. But in talking to some folks, the defense had a great day. Uh, Derwin had a pick, said they really kind of matched up really well, perhaps even, you know, got the, the better of the the Saints offense I think you could maybe say that as well on the the Chargers side I think the Saints defense maybe was slightly ahead especially in the 11 on 11s the red zone had a real tough time punching that thing in in the in the red zone Keenan had a a drop in the end zone that was like what you say nine times out of ten he catches ten times out of ten you know in a game situation so they actually you know were able to 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 get that opportunity moved the ball pretty well I thought the ones moved the ball pretty well in the in the move the ball period of 11s um I thought the protection was good uh, just felt like, and look, it's it's one of the better secondaries, right? You're talking about Marcus Lattimore and Bradley Roby and Marcus Mays out there to safety. Like, you know, it's a really good secondary, and I think those were some battles out there in the uh, in the 11 out of 11s. One thing I really took away, though, that to me is is more important than anything else that was going on out there, just because of what a great camp he was having, is Josh Palmer got got some big ones. You know, Josh Palmer had a big he's one. He's back on the field. That's what I mean. So he's on the field. He's not just trying to make his way back he picked up exactly where he left off had some really good reps and uh and I, that's all right go on through Come we're going to talk to you in a minute anyway so you might as well <laughs> you might as well just kind of make yourself make yourself comfortable uh Sebastian going behind the camera we'll get to him in uh, in a little bit but that's that to me was probably uh and also to have Hightower out there you know John yeah. Hightower has had a really good camp both of them, you know, out there moving around like they have been all camp long, I thought was very encouraging. Same goes uh, for the offensive line. You know, Trey Pipkin's kind of been sort of, is he in? Is he out? Is he, you know, Rashawn was out with the illness. I thought the protection was was really good. That's that's probably what I'm most excited about, Chris, just watching the the game on Sunday and, and how well Zion and Jamari played with their reps in there, just what the running game looked like with them, the holes they were blown open, so and good. to see it again here today, like it, that's it's very exciting, so you know, good. what that old line's going to look like. First of all, you'll, by the time you watch this or, or listen to this, you probably have already seen the clip of Keenan Allen's one-handed catch Great, Bradley Roby. I mean, Keenan's had a camp for the age. I mean, he looks he looks to me like he's in his fifth year, yeah. you know. He, he's looked fantastic. Money mentioned Joshua Palmer. Who, who left practice last week, and you know you're you're always concerned when you see a player of his caliber leave practice. But to see him out here, and I'll echo money, just what, what Palmer was able to do today, I think you take great comfort in knowing that you can go four deep, no problem, wide receiver. Uh, Hightower was a guy we were looking forward to seeing last week who, yeah. who did not play, that 
is going to get good work this week and then hopefully play on Sunday. So yeah. be another guy. And how about the guys we talked to on Chargers Weekly last week? Darius right. Davis gets his touchdown. That Come we, sit with us, yeah. man. Good things will happen on Sunday. And then, and then Isaiah gets a 71-yard touchdown called back, but he was he was averaging 5.2 yards a clip, I think. Yeah, no doubt. So the, the, like you said, the running game was the, was the best surprise, pleasant surprise, I think, of the weekend. No doubt. I mean, you know, Joshua Kelly averaged six plus yards per carry. I think Isaiah Spiller was just under that, and that's without the 71-yard run that would have put him at like 15 yards per carry. And then, of course, the no, star of the game. No, if he holding call. I mean, like I don't yeah, know. Well, it does It gets called sometimes. It doesn't get called sometimes. And I'm, I'm, you know, look, Jordan McFadden. Eh, you know, it's it's in the jersey yeah. and it's a tug right in the hole where he's running through. What I, but what I would say is. I think Isaiah gets through that anyway. It didn't look like yeah, he was squaring him up. It might have been an arm tackle much. that slows him down a little bit. But you know what? What you take away from that is breakaway speed, right? So he's at the second level of the defense. He's slightly ahead of the secondary player. I don't know if it was a safety. I can't remember. I think it was a safety that was trying to run with him. And he's running away from him. Yeah. So, like, that's the takeaway. It's like, okay, so now we know Isaiah Spill's got breakaway speed. You know, he's running away. He's building a gap between him and the safety and making his way 71 yards into the end zone. He's not getting caught from behind. That's what was great about that rep that you can take away um elijah dotson obviously was the star of of the game i mean the hitting that corner and the burst was just incredible not to mention the first touchdown where he just freaking trucks torrents three like yards in the air yeah he's and look we talked we've talked about him and you can see it out here and that's what's great when you can see you know just think about some of the players that we've talked about that that have impressed us scott matlock had a monster game like he looked like okay he's not just going to make the roster obviously he's going to make it he's draft well I guess not all six-round picks make it, but, like, that dude's got to be in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Austin Johnson was out here today, which was – I had no idea. We'll talk to Sebastian about that, but I had no idea he was going to be back in pass today. And he's taking reps, and he's doing 11-on-11s 11 and, and the whole sh- you know the whole deal. Yeah. So that was beautiful. But, like, Matlock's going to play, man. That dude wrecked shop uh, against – by the way, against starters. So it's Thule, it's Rumpf. And it's and it's Matlock on the interior. Rams started their O line. Like that's their starting O line because they needed to get reps with those guys with Avila, who's their second round pick. With Alaric, they're trying to figure out who, what their combos are going to be. So you know, I don't think Noteboom or, or Havenstein were out there, but I don't think they were. They might have been. Point being, interior was there. That's their starting. You know, Bruss and those dudes were out there, and Matlock was wrecking shop. So that's encouraging. Um, I know I'm not going in reverse here, Chris, but. Like, I think, you know, takeaways, bread and butter, right? We talked about this with Isaiah Spiller. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do you feel like, you know, every run game kind of needs that play that you feel good about? I think and he we like, found oh, yeah, play. we got it. And <laughs> so I think you play. saw that, right? They were able to run through the tackles. They were decisive. The patience, you know, of Spiller to kind of let that hole open up, and then he's through it. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, I, that was the missing link last year, and, you know, we've talked about how – the offense really had to cater to the personnel last year and how Austin was just getting dink and dunk and 127 targets. If the running game looks like that, Austin's not going to see 127 targets. Right. He's going to be fresh throughout the season. And you're going to – I mean, this is going to be a heck of a battle the next yeah. couple of games, Money, between Kelly and Spiller and Dotson. Um, you know, they, they waive Larry Roundtree because obviously yeah, – because obviously Dotson, Dotson outplayed him. Yeah. So and, and some of the off like I when I say that's it's hard to glean, you don't know what they're working on out here, right? You, you don't know right. what they're working on against the Saints. So, you know, I, I thought that some of the some of the offense today was a little bit slow. You saw some bright spots, uh, but that running game on Sunday is what I'm looking forward to right. seeing in the game. Well, and if Elijah Dotson has another day, 
like he did this past Saturday, you know, it's, I don't think there's any way they get rid of Joshua Kelly or Isaiah Spiller. So I think the conversation becomes, keep four. how do we, how do we make room for four running backs? You know, there are not a lot of teams that do that. And so I think that's where you start to ask, you know, the question, the nice thing, you know, one of the, one of the interesting things is going to be, you know, we, we saw with, with Darius and, you know, you, you asked him, you put it on him, you made him call a shot and, you know, the 81 yards, that speed is crazy. That's yeah. legit. What did Buddy say? Or so, what did DJ say? It's real and it's spectacular. Exactly. And <laughs> it is. And so that's the question. Like, hey, is it, can we, can we get away with having him be that? And now maybe you don't. You know, you save a spot because Darius is going to get maybe some more offensive snaps. Can you figure out a way to make that work to take the top off? But that's that's kind of what, when you're trying to put 53 together, you know, if he has another day like that, he ain't hiding on the practice squad. Yeah. You know, a team's going to come get him. And and so, you know, when we talked to him, we talked to him after the game, DJ and I did, and, you know, he mentioned he was very realistic about it he's like I got a lot of work to do he's like I gotta up my special team reps you know he goes that's so he knows because there's a lot of really good special teams players on this team you know Eamon Hov, you know Hovar, uh, uh, Horvath like these dudes play legit special teams and that's yeah. important when you're putting together your 53 so I think he knows okay if I got a legit shot to make it I gotta I'm gonna have to make it there as well and so I think that's something that's worth watching as well when you're keeping an eye on the game is kickoff and punt return uh and then you know cover you know is he out there and what's he doing so last week we we talked to uh, a pair of young guys that made a difference in the game and isaiah spiller and darius davis today figured we talked to a pair of starters that you know this is where they're getting that work uh sebastian joseph day in a little bit but for all the talk of all these weapons on offense i feel like sometimes this guy gets lost to the shuffle gerald everett all right, guys, as promised, tight end Gerald Everett joining us day one of joint practices with the Saints. Gerald, we always hear for the starters, this is the most important time of camp. What was day one like? Day one was cool. You know, uh, obviously the sun was sunning, but, um, you know. <laughs> That's why came, we have a tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a blast. You know, we came out, got some good work, and, you know, they came out physical. So did we, and energy was pretty high today. Yeah, I'm excited to see how tomorrow will face off. You always, Chris said it, you know, everybody talks about how valuable these reps are. Mm -hmm. How close is it to game? What is it about joint practices, particularly what you're going through, that makes this a big part of training camp? Well, I mean, joint practices gives you the element of practicing someone other than your own team, but um, New Orleans being a great organization, always had great players. And my, from my perspective, offensive, offensive player, they've always had a great defense. And, you know, players like Cam Jordan, Marcus Lattimore, I mean, they're going to come out and they're going to play and give you a real game, game-like um, feel and scenario so you know it felt good coming out scrimmaging against those guys and you know popping the pads against other 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 people than our own team you know Gerald we, we've talked so much about this wide receiving core yeah. I guess deservedly so right with Mike right. and Keenan and what Josh did last year right, and Quentin right. coming in but what about Gerald Everett in, in this uh, offense you know yeah. I think about maybe your best game as a charger was that playoff game um, just oh, kind yeah. of building on that success Oh, yeah, you know, um, that actually was probably my best performance of last season. I think, you know, it came at the right time in the playoffs. You know, that's how you kind of want to end the season. You know, we didn't want to end it that way in the yeah. loss. But, you know, um, from my own perspective, I definitely felt like I was hitting my peak right at the right time. And it's when to go home. So, I mean, you know, what, what more can you ask for? Is that weird for you to have played your best game in a game that 
ends that way and everybody's kind of feeling the way they are on the plane on the way home, but you For really sure. had a really good game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the good performance doesn't really mean much if the team doesn't, isn't victorious. But, um, yeah, as far as the season goes, you know, I had a, I had a pretty decent season, but uh, playoff playoff game definitely was the epitome of my season. And, uh, you know, on the ride home, it was very depressing and the energy was very low on the plane. But, you know, I had some good clips and something to kind of carry on to the next season and to the off season, and it felt pretty good. How much, um, you know, it, we always hear it doesn't carry over the next season, momentum and all that. You right, got to start right, over right, again. Right, but right. How much do you think that played into maybe the tight end room staying the way it did? You know, yeah. there's a lot of talk about, oh, you know, Kellen Moore's coming over. Is so he going to bring someone with him? Yeah. It's a great tight end draft. Are they going to draft someone? They were really yeah. clearly, Tom Telesco's comfortable with what was in that room. Yeah. How big of a part of it do you think it was, kind of what you guys were able to do as you closed out last season? Uh, I just think, you know, the practice reps uh, it translates to game performance. And, you know, I was starting to really heat up toward the end of the season, the Denver game, the Jacksonville game, obviously, and, you know, the Rams game. So, um, just, you know, trying to put together better and better performances, being a complete player and even better teammate. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, Tom and the rest of the guys upstairs for believing in me. But, you know, that's the game. That's the nature of the game. You know, if someone comes in through the draft, through free agency, you know, you still have to compete. And even though they didn't draft anyone, you know, you still got to compete. So either way it goes, it's, it's competition. This offense changes now with yeah. Kellen Moore at the controls. Mm -hmm. How different is it from you compared to last season? And you know, did you watch Dalton Schultz, for instance, and what he did in that offense last year and, and kind of see how that may translate to maybe some of the things you may do? Well, Dalton and I are two completely different players. I think, you know, he was extremely successful in the Dallas offense, in Dallas, Texas. So, you know, the the parts we have here on offense with Mike and Keenan, yeah, we have different components. So, you know, I, I looked at the, the tape and the concepts they did um, schematically, and it, it was some good work. It was just, uh, you know, you come over here, we have a total new equation, and you just have to see how all the – fitting parts go together well you said too you're you're, you're an athlete you're not yeah. a tight end or right. a wide receiver you're right. an athlete right. that's how right. you pride yourself on playing yeah. um is it is it an offense where you can see yourself in a lot of different spots making an impact for sure for sure i mean since i've been in the league going back to 2017 you know uh the rams had me playing all over the field outside inside in line the backfield ball carrier blocker receiver so, I mean, you know, um, nothing against Dalton. He just I haven't seen him do much of that. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think when Kellen came over, you know, he's watched a bunch of our tape and, you know, from the screen game and from the jet sweeps. It's just, you know, things that we'll be able to do that Dallas didn't do last year or the years prior. Cheryl, give us an idea because, you know, you, you hear, and I bring it up, I don't know how close you pay attention to, to college football, but, mm -hmm. you know, Brock Bowers, Georgia, this guy's a total freak, unicorn. Right. He's going to be a top five pick. Mm -hmm. We heard that about Kyle Pitts. and. Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkins, and you go through the list, and these guys that get drafted really high, it just seems like it takes tight ends a minute. Is there, you got drafted high, you know, the Rams drafted two tight ends, you and Higby together, but is there something about kind of that transition from college to the pros that it takes tight ends a minute to kind of get settled in and figure things out? Well, Tyler, he uh, got drafted a year before I did, okay. so he came in uh, the year prior, uh, pre previous. But um, yeah, as far as the tight end position, it's, you know, you have to be a complete player from all facets of the game, even special teams. Uh, fortunately, you know, I, I don't play special teams anymore. I haven't done that in a couple years. But <laughs> fortunately. Fortunately, you know. Uh, yeah, but um, as a tight end, you know, you have to really perfect your craft in the route running and the pass game and the run game and the blocking techniques with the O-line and just being coachable above all else. And, you know, everyone has talent in the NFL. It's just 
you know, how well can you be coached? You know, how, how well can you come to work every day consistently and be the same guy? You know, no matter what's going on outside of the building or in your personal life, you still have to come to work with the same attitude, positivity. You know, we talk about how just context matters when you talk about this offense last year. You know, yeah. Justin had the broken rib cartilage in week mm -hmm. 17, hurt yeah. his shoulder at the end. A lot of injuries. Your left tackle's out. Yeah. Keenan and Mike are not in the lineup for a, a large stretch of the season. Right, right. Um, you guys couldn't really get downfield. Jalen Guyton was hurt, you know, so you guys really had to kind of cater to what you had. When you see Justin healthy and doing what he's doing in this office, just like early impressions of him at the controls with a healthy roster. Oh, he's, he's a sight to see, you know, um, obviously new contract in hand, but um, he's, you know, he's rested up and healed up and he battled and battled last year through injury and through the ups and downs. But I can't say enough about Justin. He's a great guy, off the field, great performer on the field. And, you know, I think all the success that he's having is just well-deserved. Just in terms of, I know Chris kind of brought it up, but what's different about the offense? You know, you, you mentioned Kellen kind of watched a lot of what you're doing. Is, yeah. is he, I mean, you had a great season last year. Is he just yeah. asking you to do a lot of the same stuff? Uh, what's changed about the offense? I would say just our level of connectivity. Uh, we have uh, a much, much tighter knitted group this year. Uh, I think we spend a lot more time together off the field um, in meetings. You know, it's not, obviously in the NFL, it's a, it's a very serious business and we're, we're pros, so. Um, outside of that, you know, we're, we're actually boys. And last year, you know, we kind of were just playing together, you know, and really trying to find that chemistry and that camaraderie. But any this, reason why you think? Um, I think with it being a new group and um, with any new job going into a new or foreign environment, you know, you try to find your fit. You try to find a level of comfort, comfortable or to be comfortable. And, you know, last year it was kind of hard to find that being so fresh. But, you know, having the second year and the same group being together for the most part, you know, I think that really translates and correlates to the success we've been having in camp and the success we'll have this season. Do you feel that overall, like from a culture perspective, even the guys on defense, like, you know, Bash wasn't here. Right. Uh, that was his first year last year. Right. Some of these guys that, that Staley has brought in on both sides of the ball, I, I think you're seeing like baby steps, nine and eight to 10 and seven to hopefully a Super Bowl run this year. Yeah. How does the locker room feel different right now in comparison to a year ago today? The energy, you know, I would I would point at the energy just um, when I first came in, you know, the defense obviously uh, had a more of a tighter group because they had been together for so long and obviously, you know, players come and go, coaches come and go, but you know, they had a good foundation on defense and obviously Brandon being a defensive coordinator minded head coach, you know, he's trying to keep these guys together, but Offensively, you know, it's a new group and guys are coming from other teams. And as you saw, Nas retired last year. So, yeah. you know, other than that, I don't think many defensive players left. So just our group coming together for that second year and really just having you know, that respect and just knowing what to expect from each other. You mentioned, you know, trying to improve yeah. every year, mm -hmm. you know, year upon year and stacking those. Uh, what about the run game this year? You know, really struggled last year, looked darn good in preseason game one. Yeah. Uh, how does that feel and how does that change what's asked of you? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's credit to Coach Foster. You know, the running backs, you know, hitting their holes and making their reads and just trusting what they see. You know, obviously we had some top performers in the running back room last week. And, you know, the young guys, I can't say enough about them. They come to work and, you know, they're solid and trustworthy and just keep building off of that day by day as camp progresses. Last thing for me, just the room, right, with, with, with Donald healthy yeah. and Trey. Uh, any of these young guys caught your eye too, whether in the game or on practice field? Stone smart for sure. Um, uh, just, you know, making the transition from quarterback to tight end. Uh, you know, he's he's taking it like a sponge and really just, you know, honing in on physicality and the technique. And, you know, I remember when I first came into the tight end position and just trying to learn the ways, the ins and outs, you know, the way, what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, to see him specifically just come to work with the same attitude and, 
uh, the mentality that he has, you know, as, it makes me, as the leader of the room, it makes me excited. And, you know, I can't say enough about him, but Donald, you know, getting him back from injury and seeing him start to roll, really, and seeing him come, you know, get me or, you know, I come get him and practice or in scrimmage. You know, we have high expectations for the entire room, not just myself or for him, but from the coach's standard, too. You know, we want to just have a Super Bowl mentality, Super Bowl standard, and we're trying to chase that Super Bowl and have a, have a good run this year. Last thing then, uh, Gerald, just fun to watch from where we sit, you know, mm -hmm. high above in the preseason game to mm -hmm. see the eruption for yeah. Elijah, the eruption for C.J. Yes. Okoye. What, yes. what is it, you know, do you feel like there's – you guys have a job or a responsibility as veterans on that sideline that you guys actually do have something that you need to accomplish in those games that you're not playing in? For sure, responsibility, but I think, you know, it has to be genuine, it has to be real. You know, to see CJ come out and, you know, ball and toward the end of the game get that sack, you know, it was triumph. And, you know, um, Elijah turning the corner for not one but two touchdowns, I think, you know, that's just triumph. You know, just seeing him find success in a new environment. Obviously, we're all fighting for a job and a position on the roster. But, you know, this is our lives and our livelihood. Yeah. So, you know, to see those guys come out and ball in their debut was, was amazing, really. So, you know, what you saw on the sideline was just every bit of just feeling proud and, you know, the connectivity that I mentioned before. Yeah. You talk about this Chargers explosive offense. Don't forget about number seven. Uh, come week one mm -hmm. against the Miami Dolphins, Gerald. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. He's number 51 in your program now. Sebastian Joseph Day joins us here on Chargers Weekly. Sebastian, it's always hard to catch up with both fields. We were on this field today. Uh, tell me what happened on your field. Uh, a lot of guys flying around, a lot of good communication, a lot of positive plays, but there's still so much room to improve, you know. Um, it's it's crazy. If I, you compare last year at this time when we had our joint practice to this time, night and day definitely. But And the scary thing is I feel like there's still so much more we wow. could. Why is that? Why do you think? I just think, you know, a lot of guys are comfortable. I think, you know, and it's something I've been saying a lot to a lot of the media, you know, it's one thing to get it, get, you know, when you get a bunch of new guys coming on the team, it's one thing to get those guys on the team. It's another thing to be a team, right? Um, I feel like football is such a, is such a team sport that people need to play with each other to know how each other think, right? Like D-line, for example. D-line needs, D-line need those reps, need those reps over and over and over again to know how, I pass rush, how Morgan pass rushes with Khalil, or how I pass rush with Joey, or me knowing how Joey likes to do certain things, you know what I'm saying? Right. And same thing with the back end, it's about communication and feel, you know, um, Derwin communicating to the other safety in the corners, and Eric, you know, communicating with K-9 in the safeties, it's, it really is, it, it's a all, it's, it really is about reps, more reps, more uh, more time together, just getting comfortable, and I think that's what it is, I think a lot of guys are comfortable, guys like K-9 are super comfortable. Um, guys like JT Woods are getting super comfortable. Guys like Alohi are getting super comfortable. Um, guys like, you know, Joey. Joey missed half a season. He's back, you know, he's just picking up where he left off. So I just think, you know, um, that's why I think there's still so much more that we can improve on, even though we're doing a good job so far. And uh, I know it's kind of a long-winded right. long no, answer. It's, but it's, that, it's a great that's answer. That's the way it works. Yeah. You ask a short question, you get yeah. the long answer. Yeah, you ask a long sense. question, you get a short answer because yeah. you're it's tired of listening to It's a great answer because it, it also shows, like, the difference between last year and this year, too. Like, like for you, how, how different does it feel as, as just, like, an overall leader? Because you were brought in to really kind of change the culture on this defense. You <laughs> knew it. Um, we, we saw your impact both as a leader and as a player. Um, how is it different? You know, I would just say – well, first off, there are multiple leaders here, you know? Of course. Um, you know, I, I, and I think even the tr transaction to bring in Eric here has helped tremendously. I think, um, to answer your question, Rome wasn't built in the day. 
And it's about those little wins, you know, it's about getting to know one another. It's about hanging out more. And I don't really don't know how to answer that. I just think it's a cultural thing. It's just, it's just showing true, it's just showing true love for your brother, you know, like riding for your brother, just getting to know him, getting to know him outside of the facility, getting to know him, his family and meeting his family, meeting his kids and, and talking to him about life that beyond football. And I think those are the things that ultimately bring people closer together as a team. You know, I think a lot of people look at it as, oh, you know, we got this player, this player, this player, we should be good. But ultimately, it, don't, it never works that way, man. It never works that way. And I, I know from example, because I've been around it, you know, 2018, we had a we had nothing but superstars in my previous employment with the Ram Los Angeles Rams. We had Dominican Sue, uh, Marcus Peters, Tlaib, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, like all first rounders, right? But we didn't win the Super Bowl, right? Because it wasn't that it wasn't right. that cohesive. Like, don't get me wrong, we were we were a good team. We were, we were talented, very most talented team on that field by far. But you know, when it came down to that connectedness, when it had to come down to the end and and you know winning that winning that game, that big game, we weren't able to get connected and do it. So I know. I don't know. I guess my experience just kind of have seen it both sides, us winning it and us not winning it, what the difference right. was. Because honestly, if I keep it a buck in 2020, I don't think we were as talented as we were then. You know, we had what, you know, our, our two very highly superstars were probably Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Right. But then what else? Then it was, you know, then it was guys right. that got out the mud, guys yeah. like me, late round picks, Darius Williams, undrafted free agent, you know, and we were able to go and do what we did. So, um, yeah, again, sorry, long-winded question. Again, long-winded answer. That's why it's a podcast. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, what, you know that, all about podcasts. That makes sense. We so. had a uh, nice surprise today. Probably not for you guys, but, you know, see 98 with pads on. Yeah. All of a sudden, 98. Oh, pads. man, so, my boy, AJ. Austin Johnson back out yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's, just, it's so good seeing that, man. I mean, you see a guy like that, you know, vetted, you know, putting the work you know, grinding through it, the way he got hurt, horrible, I hate to see it, and mm. see the way he's battled through adversity to come back, man, it's just a testament to his character, a testament to who he is as a person, um, just to be able to battle through that and come back, like, my man broke his femur, tore, you know, something in his knee, like, bro, like, I don't think y'all understand, like, this guy went through hell and back, then he, had, then he had to get fixed up again, you know, something went wrong, so, like, seeing a guy like that be able to push through all that and be on that field, you know, which will walk in testimony of his hard work, dedication, and commitment to the game. And, and he's going to be a huge, huge boost for us um, coming this season. I'm just excited to get him back. I'm excited to get Tito back as well. Because yeah, we get, I don't know if y'all remember, but during the middle of that oh, season, coming on. that San Fran game, yeah. boy, if Tito going to get hurt, you remember, guys, we were stuffed. Well, we everybody stuffed. wrote you off. We were, we were that, that San Fran game. I don't yeah. know if people remember. Like, I know. I think it would have been a whole different game. We were stuffing that run, you know. Uh, had Tito in there, had Covington in there, and obviously Tito went down. Covington, so. Covington went down. So I'm just happy. I'm just happy for both of those guys. Tito, too, he's working his butt off. So I'm just excited for those guys. And then guys, guys who weren't here last year, these rookies. Tell Ooh. me about Thule. And, Love Matt and Day Young. Is, 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 is Drake going to be, like, on the field oh. this year? <laughs> nah, Dayon, man. He got some connections. He's got some connections. now. I mean, listen, it's so funny. I'll tell you a hilarious story. So I was just telling – I just was talking to uh, Dayon's pops and, and him. And I told, I told him, I said, yo – I didn't even realize 
I interview I interviewed his dad on the Mike on Mike Tyson's podcast. Did you really? Yeah. So I didn't put two and two together that it was that was his dad until right. he posted an article. And I was like, huh? How many years ago was that? It was just it was, happened. It just it happened. Just happened. No, I saw the interview. Maybe a yeah. year. Maybe a year. year ago. And I click and I click on the uh, on the you know his page. I see his dad. I'm like. I'm like, that's big you. I interviewed him in the thing. So yeah. I was like, that's crazy. You know, it's a crazy yeah. small world. Yeah. Yeah. Like how that works. Um, his dad's an OG, you know, huge influence in the LA community. Um, Dayon's doing a great job, man. Physical, smart, plays fast. Matt, uh, Scott, uh, Scott, yeah, Big Red. Big Red's playing his butt off too, man. I mean, I see why they drafted him. Uh, he's you know, he's going to be a really good player for us. I mean, good hands, good feet, uh, real quick, real quick sudden suddenness, quick change direction. I mean... Yeah, Scott's gonna be a real good player, and uh, and Thule is a beast. I mean, Thule's nuts. He's twenty. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing. My boy's only twenty years. Old. I'm like, bro, you gonna be in the NFL for ten years? Pension about to be crazy. Pension about to be crazy. Is that Mikey? Yeah, I. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, Scott's living for those rookies, man. They're doing a standing job. I see why, you know, they all got drafted. Um, Tom and Coach did a great job with those guys, and they're doing such a great job. You're Rutgers guy, right? of course. Yeah. So, how you feel Go about next. now Rutgers uh, maybe taking on UCLA, taking on USC? Yeah, next yeah. Year. Yeah. some I mean, some got, some Jersey flavor. Yeah, Oregon, you know, what you mean? got Washington in there now. Some Jersey flavor right. in there. I actually played. Funny enough, I played Washington. I played Washington State. Uh, I have not played UCLA or USC, so you know I'm. Was Shiano there? Was he your coach? When you no, were, no, so, so you were right after him. Yeah, it was crazy. I had Flood. Right. Then I had Ash, and then I dipped. I was out of here. I was right. peace. So uh, right, Ash is in the NFL right now, I believe. I think he's with the Raiders. Last time I checked, uh, but. Yeah, so it was, yeah, Rutgers guy, you know what I'm saying? Got to bring that East Coast flavor. I don't know if you knew, I, I got the chopped cheese truck here. Had to, <laughs> had to bring it over here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ah, ah, you know, the Riz, got to bring it over here. And, uh, you know, I saw you start. camping out, too. You're camping out. Oh, yeah, so camping got, out. You know, listen. Yeah, of course. See, this is what I love. I love being able to show another perspective of our players and coaches because these fans, man, don't get me wrong, I love y'all, nothing but love, but they think we robots, you know, like they don't think like they don't understand that we're human beings as well. You know, we got emotions, you know, they got they got amazing stories. Like, for example, I love telling the story, Coach Stanley, like what he went through. And I'm not just saying this, so I'm not saying this to just, you know, yeah. just know show doing. love, exactly. show love yeah. to Coach Daly, but his story is really amazing. Real. Like, went through had cancer, beat it, then became a head coach. Came to, you know, started his way from, from JUCO. Yeah, D3. D3. Then, you know, position coach. Then us getting the number one defense. Then with the Rams, number one defense. And then now here, you know, like, while, bat while battling cancer. Right. Like, you know how motivating that is for people to hear stuff like that? Seeing that Joey Bosa loves guitar, loves playing the guitar. And he's just a regular dude like everyone else. Like, I think what I love about that, because it gets to put, it gets to put, the fans and perspective of the players that hey man like yeah these guys are normal guys as well and they got you know they got emotions they got feelings they went through a lot of things to get to where they're at and it could be motivating for them you know they could use that as yeah. motivation as well they could it's do the pads they want. that's what it is huh? that's what's different about you guys is it's the pads and the yeah. helmet there's there's a disconnect whereas basketball baseball see the face you see it see and it same thing kind of with hockey 100%. you know they got helmets they're helmets. on skates they're behind glass there's yeah. just a it's a little bit different are they really um, even helmets though yeah, well, if it were up to <laughs> like, no. It's like it's like this <laughs> exactly. and glass. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they, nothing. They would prefer not to be. Yeah, they're so freaking crazy. They're crazy, man. Um, 
this now this has gone off the rails, but you know, and we don't want to keep it too long. No, that's fine. Have you ever had? I was in. I used to travel a lot yeah. for work, and in Jersey, I remember someone took me to get this meat roll. It was like a pork roll. Or yes, something. pork roll and cheese. Jersey, what is it? Jer- pork roll and cheese. This is debate. This is yeah, debate Taylor's now. Ham. Okay. Taylor ham or pork roll? Right. right. Pork roll. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? It's the grossest looking thing I've ever seen. It's but, the best thing I've ever seen. So but it was really good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. We eat that every summer. We have a house in LBI. There you go. South Jersey. I'm not gonna. My man, yeah. right, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I get disappointed every time I'm out here and they say, you want to get a breakfast sandwich? I'm like, no, I don't want one because it's not a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Y'all get these big, these big meaty, these big meaty buns and this little tiny piece of, I don't know what it is, sausage and the eggs. Not fluffy. interested. It's right. not interested. You I'm sorry. That. Listen, y'all, y'all want some good breakfast sandwiches. Some good pastrami sandwiches. Give them a some single, Ita- guy. Some give, Italian, give single. some good Italian <laughs> sandwiches. Go go to the East Coast, Jersey, New York, Philly. Listen, y'all get the best sandwiches, the best delis. There all. is a difference, though. Now, uh, what you can't get out there, which I think, for me personally, mm-hmm. better than a breakfast sandwich, breakfast burrito. California. Yes. No. We got breakfast See, burritos. Y'all got that. Y'all got that. 100%. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Breakfast all that. 100p. And I guess that's a question. You want a sandwich? You want a burrito? Sandwich all day. See? I'll take it. Because, right. because, again, again, something about that breakfast sandwich. <laughs> a comp- listen, East Coasters just know the combination of like meat to egg to that whole bread ratio. Right ratio. Right it's yeah. figured Jesus. out. Pause. But it's, it's just figured out. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect and it's just immaculate. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Yeah, talk you know, to say. Get you in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. Last one for me. We talk about just humanizing players, man. The CJ Akoi story is amazing. I, I actually, I interviewed him before Unreal. the game, Unreal. not having any idea that that was going to happen. You called that moment. I did. Uh, yeah. Money. It, oh, it was incredible. It was. It was one of the, the coolest team did a great job of it laying it out. It was the thing I've seen because of the emotion you and everybody else showed on the sideline. Listen, man, that story is amazing. I remember when. We brought CJ and coach told me, he's like, hey, we're going to have a guy in. He's never played football before. I said, what? He said, yeah, we never played football. And he told me about the program. And I remembered because we had someone like that in my previous employment. So I was like, oh, my God. But, like, D-line's different, you know. Like, he was an old lineman. D-line's different. Like, it's very physical, very fast. You know, everything happens really fast. And uh, CJ, man, his growth from – that first OTA when he came in with the rookies to now is astonishing. I mean, he's learning so fast. He's uh he's coming out of his shell. Um, he is a grinder. I come here. I try. I pride myself on trying to be here first and get warmed up with my hands and everything with Coach Team Moo and Corey. And he's there with me every day with, with Corey legit, working at it, grinding it out, and seeing a guy like that coming, you know, that far away from his family, being mm. that far away. Think about that. Cross, yeah. Yeah, cross the water. Yeah. Cross the water. He's in family's in Nigeria. He got no family, nobody. And he's here just trying to make a name for himself and make his family proud. I mean, couldn't have happened to a better person. He's, if you talk to him, he's the kind of soul, man. Like, and he's just so humble, so much humility. Um, he just wants to get better. So, you know, kudos to CJ. But it's so funny because <laughs> I remember in OTAs, you know, I used to be like, yo, C- I used to be like, yo, C- we used to be like, yo CJ, what's your sack dance? What's your sack dance? He's like, what? Like, what's your sack <laughs> dance? Like, you got to do it. And he's like, oh, I got to do it right now. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to practice right. it. So we practice it, practice it. And the night before the game, we were like, CJ, we were just like, CJ's going to get a sack. So we, we kept saying to the D-line, like, we're going to get one. CJ, don't forget your sack dance. Don't forget your sack dance. And it kind of like just manifested it. Like, it just happened, <laughs> like, you know? And it happened. The moment happened. And it was just great, man. And again, he didn't even know it was a sack. Then he, he was told it was a sack. He hit his dance right away, man. Right. I mean, 
no better feeling. And again, it just it makes seeing that makes me love the game more. Yeah, you know, and it yeah. motivates me more as a player because. Like what CJ? So I hope CJ sees this. Like CJ, you you're motivating me to be a better player because seeing a guy like that doing that and trying his best to get better each and every day, you know, like you, like that's the most motivating thing you can see. A guy with nobody, you know, with, with nobody out here, just getting it out the mud, and uh, mm -hmm. it's humbling, man. Shout out to CJ. 100%. Yeah. The. Uh I, I, hate, I hate to do this, but, you know, the Rudy story was embellished for Hollywood. It didn't play out like that. That's not no. how Rudy went. Like, this no. truly is no, a this is legit truly, this Rudy. Is guy never played a football deal. game before, and he got a sack in an NFL game. I remember, it's crazy. It's crazy. He just, I remember when he told me. I thought So I thought he played football. I thought, like, he was, he was right. an African program. Nothing. He played it, and they scouted him, and they took him. He said, no, nah, I never played. I never, never played, played a game. He told me that the day, the day before. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no, he's like, Sebastian, I've never played organized football. I said, what? I said, you never played That's a game? Crazy. He's out here with you. I said, I, said, I said, what do you mean you never played a game? He said, I've never played a game of actual football. When did you start playing football? I played football in seventh grade. Right. <laughs> Sixth, seventh grade. That's kind of late. But my man, yeah. can you imagine? So you never played football. You out here, you get a sack. Of your first sack at the highest level. Right. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, sex, the guy's sex, a freak, though. Too, right? The guy is a freak. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll tell you another story. I'm going to tell you a funny story, CJ, before I have to go. So... So I want to put in perspective how big this man is because people don't. I don't think people know because they see it on TV. So every day, you know, we weigh in, we weigh in every or weigh out when we come back from practice. And uh, CJ was behind me this one day, and <laughs> and I had to put my stuff down. I was like, "Oh, CJ, go ahead of me. Go ahead." So he went. He's like, "He's." I said, hmm, "I wonder how much you weigh. Like maybe like three thirty because he's a big man. He's just like six six, all six six. Right. And he's big, wide." So I was like, mm, three twenty. That scale said, now get this, this is after practice now, after he's running around right. sweating. That that freaking scale said 350 pounds. Jeez. Oh my God. I said, giant. I looked at him like, yo, I said, you can't tell. He's like, you know, right. like right. like rocked up. I was like, 350 pounds. He's like, oh, like I'm I'm too big, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you are too big. I'm yeah. like, bro, you 350 pounds moving like that? That's crazy. Crazy, freak, freak. That's, uh, but uh, that's, that's the best. Like, the best. It's the best way to end it. The best uh, way to end it. Appreciate you, man. No, yeah. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, she's the best, man. I, I hope yep. I didn't talk too much. No, no, this is great. Appreciate y'all. This is fantastic. Yeah, talk less. All right, The exclamation point on, uh, on Chargers Weekly. Uh, exactly. Joint practice is Friday. Yep. We got a helicopter coming overhead. Yeah. It's time to go. Time, time to go. Yeah. Game Sunday. Enjoy it. Uh, for Sebastian Joseph Day, for Gerald Everett, for Matt Money Smith, I'm Chris Harry. This has been Chargers Weekly.